Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nightmare Jones here once again, ladies and gentlemen, for one more night of WrestleTalk. It is Tuesday night, or Wednesday night, it is 8 o'clock. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching NXT right now, I want you to turn it off and listen to the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe Renee. You can watch NXT any other time. But you got to listen to us right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening to us, you have made a awesome, 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 awesome choice. We have a heck of a show for you tonight. We got the high spot segment, the shoot and shout segment, the Wrestle Talk podcast, game show challenge, the fantasy wrestling segment, the snippets of truth. And if that's not enough for you, ladies and gentlemen, we are being invaded by women of wrestling superheroes. Oh, my goodness, we got Luchador Serpentine coming on, and then Selena Majors. It is bound to be an amazing, amazing, amazing show. You can tell by my voice exactly how excited that I am for this show tonight. Let's go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. Once again, can you hear me, sir? All right, well, let's... Anton Timmy, can we bring on the night owl? I apologize for this, Adrian. I don't know what is going on. Uh, it's the... Powers of uh, a live radio. Uh, I'm not hearing any audio from the the night owl. Uh, can you all hear me? 
with me, ladies and gentlemen, while we try to get uh, this audio uh, set up. This this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the power of, of the Internet, uh, a live radio. We, we promise we're going to get it fixed. But, yeah, we have a great, great, great show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We got the high spot segment. We got the shooting shot segment, which is always a great segment. We've got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We've got the Fantasy Wrestling segment. We got the snippets of truth. We got Luchador Serpentine coming on. We've got Selena Majors coming on. It, it, it's bound to be a absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing show. So much stuff that we 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 we, we can talk about today. Hear me, buddy. Jones, I can you hear there? you now. Yes. Okay, here. I can hear you now. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> You're back, Josie. You're back. Okay, well, anyway, bro, you heard everything that I said. I just couldn't hear you. So l- let me let me proceed. We're going to give a... a well, I couldn't hear you at, okay? at all. You couldn't hear me at all. No. The YouTube and the Facebook both say that they could hear me, okay? So yeah, I maybe couldn't hear you at all. Go back and check. Okay, listen, we're going to have to go back and check the blog talk audio and double check. But as far as I can tell on my end, the YouTube Live and the Facebook Live feed are both fire. Everybody can hear me. It's all good, okay? Um, I want to hear from both, though. If you're on the YouTube or if you're on the Facebook, hit us up. Let us know if you can hear the audio. Fine. I'm just going to assume everybody can hear me now. So, Jonesy, let me just go ahead and recap. Uh, Shout out to KCK Dental, the Conspiracy Farm, and our friends over at MEW who have a show this upcoming Saturday. Yours truly will be in the house calling the action. Okay, we've got a T-shirt to give away. We want you to send us your email address so we can send you one email a week. Here's what you get. You get first, first dibs on prizes, okay? You get uh, every poster uh, that we make uh, that has, you know, a guest on it. You're going to get that, and you're going to get the full press release absolutely free. We won't sell your email address. We won't spam you, okay? But you got to type out your email address. There's some of you guys that have been listening for years and years and years, but you don't get <laughs> The email? I mean, come on. So go ahead and send us or type out your email address, uh, whether you're listening to to us on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, Type it out. We'll get you added to the email list, and you're going to get first dibs on posters, press releases, and also prizes. Okay? And then, of course, a big shout-out to our friends at Journey Pro Wrestling. They are having a show tomorrow night. And just so I can make sure that I have all my information correct, Intern Timmy uh, sent me the, the notes a little bit earlier. So, um, the Regal Twins are going to be in action against Kurt Stallion and Jake Something. Jeremy Wyatt is going to be defending uh, the Heritage uh, Gateway Championship against Anthony Henry. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart is going to be facing uh, Kenny Alfonso, former guest of the show. And then we're going to have Gary J facing off against Eric Stevens. And that is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. So make sure that if you're in the Midwest and you're within driving distance of Kansas City, that you either check out Journey Pro tomorrow night at Kansas Hall or out at Osawatomie, Kansas, MEW, this upcoming Saturday, where yours truly will be in the building calling the action, man. I I had to get all that out of the way, Jonesy. I want you to jump back in here. I know we got to get to Carl Lewis and then High Spots. But, dude, I'm so grateful and happy that we've, getting, we've gotten the support that we're getting right now. If, if you're watching this live, share. 
Uh, please share. We want more people in here. Tap the screen, hearts, thumbs up. And if you're listening to the replay, uh, share it and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening us to because that's how we spread the WrestleTalk gospel. So do us that favor. Uh, you'll be foreverly uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, thank you. I see some people already sending the email address, so we appreciate that. But, Josie, why don't you go ahead and take over and close out the intro so we can move on to Carl Lewis. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, it's going to be a, a freaking amazing, amazing, amazing tonight. we got so much stuff to talk about on uh, High Spots. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if you all listen to uh, my video that I put up for uh, on the Rest of Talk podcast uh, 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 Facebook page, that's something that we're going to be talking about, this DVD that I got. Oh, Man, I don't even want to talk about it yet. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And we're even going to be talking about a match that was titled The Invisible Man versus The Invisible Stan. And I had Renee watch this match so that I could get his input on this this match. All that and more when we get to high spots. Right now we need to get to Carl Lewis. So, Renee, why don't you do what you do best, sir? All right, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps and place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say.
We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and start with that. So I got the uh, pro wrestling uh, 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 crate, and I was so excited for it to come in because it was all about tag teams, and I love tag teams. And you know, the one shirt was pretty cool. The other shirt I wasn't really a fan of. Uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into that later. But it came out. They had a DVD that that said world's greatest tag teams in wrestling. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's going to have things like, you know, the Brain Busters, the uh, uh, Bushwhackers, the Rockers, uh, you know, those kind of tag teams. Oh, no, no, no. See, they had some great tag teams. But they didn't have our foundation. They didn't have the British Bulldogs. It didn't have the Rob Samoans. It didn't have the Brain Busters. And it did not have... Demolition. How can you claim to have this DVD <laughs> of the greatest tag teams and rank them from number 10 to number 1 and not include those tag teams? But they did include the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Now, how can you okay. not yeah. include them Jones, and include Jones. the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers? It's bullshit. Josie, relax. Relax. Okay, and again, we want to hear from the members of the Wrestle Talk family right now because Jonesy, give us your top five list, okay? Because it sounds like there's people on the list that you don't think should be on there, like the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, but then there are guys who who are on there that you agree with. So why don't you go ahead and give the Wrestle Talk family your list, and we'll see if we agree with your list or not. Because I'm sure that there's going to be people on your list. That people don't agree with, but I gotta hear it, bro. What 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 do you have? What what's your top five? If I'm not mistaken, and Anton Timmy, if you can please give me my list real quick so I can take a look at this thing, because you know there's so many tag teams that it's hard for me to remember exactly. So let me go ahead and pull up my list that I yeah, have. Pull up the list. Pull up the list. We gotta see this this infamous list. All right, so number five. You know five. what? You know what? Number you got five. It? You got I it. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready to hear this. Number this five, I heard your brain busters. Number four, the Hard Foundation. The number three, the Rouse Moans. Number two was Demolition, and number one was Legion of Doom. Those are my okay. top five well, listen, I'm gonna I'm going to get booed out of the room here, okay? But can you please tell me who the hell the brain busters are? That consisted of Tony Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Okay, okay. Well, see, to me, they're the the, the the two horsemen. You should have just said it that way. The brain, but okay. Well, you know what? Hard to argue. Hard to argue with your list. Okay. All right. So that's a good list, and I know we got a couple of callers on hold who want to come on and join us. I'm gonna go ahead and give you my list. Okay, Jonesy. And, and I figure that I'm going to get booed again. So here's my top five list. Number five, the Young Bucks. What? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Okay. And, and I'm going to come back and make my argument for the Young Bucks here in just a minute. And listen, I know you're not a Young Buck fan. And as a 
matter of fact, we're actually giving away a Young Buck t-shirt today. That's what we're doing. We're giving away a Young Buck t-shirt today. All you got to do is show us love on Twitter, uh, retweet the, uh, the little 50-second commercial that we, uh, that we created for today's episode. You retweet that thing, okay, and you're in the running. So there's still time for you to win a free Young Bucks t-shirt, okay? But I'm going to go back and defend them in just a second. Number four, which I can't believe they're not on your list, Joe, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys are number four on my top five tag teams of all time list. Uh, number three, the Dudley Boys. Uh, I don't think that that needs much explanation. Uh, but, no? yes, the Dudley Boys are number three. Number two, and I'm going to show you the difference between you and me, Josie, because I am unbiased. I put a team on my list that I don't even personally like. But because I understand and respect the history, they're on my list. So number two on my list is the Rock and Roll Express. That's number two. And then number one on my list, which should be number one on everybody's list, this is the only team to ever basically go undefeated in the NWA. They were basically unbeatable, uh, even in WWF during their stint. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than the Legion of Doom. Young Bucks, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Rock and Roll Express, LOD. That is the only list that matters, Jonesy. But I want to hear what the callers have to say about it, man. Do we have anybody ready to roll? Um, let's go ahead and get in. Bishop, what is going on, sir? Good evening. How are y'all doing this evening? We're doing good. Mm-hmm. We're doing good. We are kind of putting you on these spots, so we need your top five list We're of beefing. tag teams. We're beeping right now. <laughs> in the history okay. of professional wrestling. Top five. Top, top, top five. five. Top five. Okay, so yep. my... Number one, I would say, is the Legion of Doom. Thank you. Number two, number two, I'll go with the Steiner Brothers. Number three, Harlem Heat. Number four, Demolition. And and number five, the Eliminators. uh, Cronus and uh, Perry Sanders. So he he actually had some WWF wrestlers. He had some ECW wrestlers. He had some WCW wrestlers. Gotcha. Okay. I can understand that list. At least you didn't put the Young Bucks on that list. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, all right, well, Bishop, Bishop, listen, we got a lot of other stuff we want to chat about, so we're going to kind of put you on hold here just a second and then possibly bring you back uh, because i got to defend the Young Bucks, okay? And, and I cannot believe I'm doing this. Uh, Jim Cornette would have a cow if he heard what I was about to say, but I'm going to say it, okay? So, here's what I want to say. Every single promotion that the Young Bucks have been in, they have absolutely reinvented the tag team division within each promotion. Ring of Honor, they kind of reinvented the tag team division, them against the Briscoes. Then, they go over to New Japan, and they do the exact same thing there, okay? They become one of the most recognizable tag teams on the planet all the way on the other side of the globe, Jonesy. They were on the other side of the planet when they started to get the notoriety globally that a lot of people think that they maybe don't deserve. Now they are the top tag team in the newest and hottest promotion on the planet. So as much as I love the Hardy Boys, 
the Hardy Boys never really did it anywhere else. Now, you could say TNA Impact, that's fine, but who really watched any of that? I know I'm interested in Impact now, but back then nobody was really paying that much attention. The majority of fans were not watching the Hardy Boys in Impact, though they did a fantastic job. The only team on this list, there's actually a handful of teams on this list who did it outside of the WWF slash WWE, and the Young Bucks are that. Now, do you like their style? Do you like the way they carry themselves? That goes beyond the point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is the most recognizable, the best tag teams, the tag teams that have changed the game, whether you like them or not, the Young Bucks have changed the game at every single promotion that they've ever been at. And as a matter of fact, they're a big part of why AEW is even happening right now. No other tag team has done what they're doing on a business level. So not only are they superior to a lot of the teams that we see inside the ring, even if you don't like their style, they're on, on the business end of things, they're kind of nearing the top of the mountain of what any other tag team has ever done. So, personal feelings aside, Jonesy, the Young Bucks deserve to be on this list. Did, 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 did I just force Nightmare Jones to quit? Jonesy, please, please tell me you didn't go away, brother. Jonesy, <laughs> don't do this to me. Man, I cannot believe Jonesy went quiet on me. I mean, dude, all I'm sitting here trying to do is explain to you why my point is valid, and all of a sudden you go quiet on me? Seriously, Jonesy? Go! It <laughs> is what it is, well, Jonesy, sir. It, it, you know, I what is you like? You know, and that is, is perfectly fine. You are entitled okay. to your list, but there is no way I would put the Young Bucks over... Tag teams like the, the Steiner Brothers, the Harlem Heat, or there, there, there is no absolute way. But that, that, that's okay. You do what you got to do. Let's go and get another caller on here and find their top five list, shall we? Any, yeah, any, money, mo. Let's go ahead and get this gentleman on. Larry, what's going on, sir? How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I like this guy. What up, Larry? Huh? Shut up. What up, Larry? Hi, Larry. Hi. Black don't suit you when you got a black background, kids. Number All right, five. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Larry, Larry, Larry. We're, we got to put Larry in timeout, okay? So I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Larry is actually somebody that a lot of you would recognize, but Larry is changing his voice. And this will be like the Wrestle Talk mystery of the year. If we could ever identify who Larry actually is, okay? So he's calling from uh, um, area code uh, 636. That's the only clue I'm going to give you guys. But Larry is clearly somebody that you guys would recognize concealing his true identity. We're we're not going to let it out of the bag. But, Larry, I'm going to say this to you, okay? Dude, (laughs) Larry, you, sir – you're going to have to speak clearly and take us off speakerphone because we need to understand what you're saying. But this is the, the Scooby-Doo mystery of the year. There is a caller by the name of Larry who's a well-known pro wrestling personality that doesn't want you to know who he is, but he loves WrestleTalk so much that he calls in. This is the second week in a row. But, Larry, we're going to bring you on, and I'm going to tell you this right now, dude. Blood in, blood out, holes. Your secret is safe with us, but we need you back in here because you know what, dude? You are a great caller, whether you want to identify yourself or not. You're back, Larry. You're live. What's up, baby? Uh, uh, 
Number five. <laughs> go ahead, Larry. Go Number ahead. Five. What you got, man? What's your top five? Number five. Of all time? Number five. Mark and Jacob. Number four. Okay. Okay. Mega Powers. I thought about. I thought about that one, but let me ask you a question, Larry, before you go any further. Do you believe that there should be like a um, like a stringent rule that they had to have tagged for like let's just say three years or more or five years or more? Because you could probably count on your hands how many times Undertaker and Kane actually tagged, right? Because you could also say, well, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels were a tag team, and Triple H and Mick Foley were, you know what I mean? Like, so let's stay away from that and talk about true tag teams, true, real, maybe not lifelong, but extended period tag teams, not just one-offs. First of all, you got to look at everything. Revenue. Okay. Yes. Sharks, we're talking to this day. Number three, okay. the Dancing Fools. Number two, Rock and Roll Express. Who are you talking about? The Dancing Fools? Who the hell is that? Dundee. The Dancing Fools? Who is the Dancing Fools? Who's that? The Bushwhackers? Jonesy, Google it now. The Bushwhackers? Are y'all serious no. right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Jonesy. You cannot Google. Go I know you're not talking about the Bushwhackers. Google the Dancing Fools. No, you dummy. Okay. WCW. Sorry. Was the house right? <laughs> Disco Inferno. Entertainment. <laughs> number right, so one. Who's your number one, Larry? Number, who's your number one. one? Who, who? Colossal Connection. Oh, okay. All right, who, who's the Colossal Connection? Who's that? Who is that? Andre the Giant and Haku. Uh, over to the merch booth, 
and uh, and grab yourself one or shoot us a DM, and we'll go ahead and get started on yours, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Rat Bums Engraving. Now, I want to go ahead and continue with this topic, Jonesy, but there are a couple other things I wanted to throw out there. Um, and mm-hmm. the one thing that I know that we absolutely wanted to talk about was uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling under the radar doing some of the coolest stuff in the world of pro wrestling that we've seen in a long time. Uh, a lot of people miss this, but Jushin Thunder Liger actually removed his own mask. Mm-hmm. After all these years, Jonesy, we finally got to see the man behind the mask, and he's actually getting ready to go up against one of the nastiest dudes in pro wrestling history, and that is against Suzuki. And that is going to happen on October 14th. So if you guys have not um, taken the time to check out New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's a bunch of their stuff that's free on YouTube. Uh, if you have cable, uh, they're on Access TV, okay? And I would, say, I would say the same thing to anybody who hasn't had a chance to check out Impact. They're not hard to find, guys. Twitch. Go and find Impact on Twitch. They have a free show, I think, every Friday on there. There's really no excuse for it. So I definitely want to know if there are any New Japan fans out there and what you guys think. The other thing was Access uh, TV picking up Impact. That'll be live on Fridays, if I'm not mistaken, which is an absolutely huge deal. Okay? And then last but not least, man, uh, you guys know we had Jerry Bostic on the show two weeks ago, and he said that WrestleMania was going to be huge. Bro, you're not going to believe who's going to be there. Not only is Jose Canseco going to be there, but you know that weird kid who, who who's really famous on the internet right now that throws himself into the barbed wire and just does all oh, kinds of crazy shit? You know? yes. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking guy. about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, nice. he, he, even he human. is going to be there. So, dude, I'm telling yeah. you, so much going on. So much going on in the world of pro wrestling. And as we look into next month, Here's what your uh, weekly lineup is going to look like, guys. Monday, Raw. Tuesday, Impact on Access. Wednesday, NXT, AEW, and WrestleTalk. Then Thursday, there's really not any televised wrestling, but if you have independentwrestling.tv, they're going to be doing some pretty special things on Thursday, which will give you guys an opportunity to keep watching. Friday, you're going to have SmackDown. And then Saturdays on Access, you're going to have WOW Women of Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So basically, if you've got the itch for pro wrestling, there is an abundance of it. And we didn't even mention, like, the Ring of Honor schedule or the Major League Wrestling schedule. So it is absolutely insane out here for anybody who's a pro wrestling fan. Wouldn't you agree with that, Joe? I definitely would, and and, and I actually do have the uh, the independent wrestling dot uh, TV. I have a subscription to that, and I was able to watch they they had a show on. I guess it was last Saturday. Uh, uh, it was freaking it was it was awesome. Uh, so yeah, like like that is if you like independent wrestling, independent wrestling dot TV is what you need to get because they have so many wrestling shows you can watch. Uh, I found out that they actually have uh, some uh, Shakara on there. So I can actually start watching Shakara. I've always wanted to watch Bro, it, but it's Journey. not on anywhere. So I can watch. Dude, Journey Pro Shakara. is on there. Journey yes. Pro is on there, and so is St. Louis Anarchy. They're both on there All as right. well. So you're going to have to, like, you have to slide your boy that password, bro, because i got a lot of catching up to do. Um, that said, guys. <laughs> Uh, we're just a couple of minutes away. Uh, we're going to check 
uh, with Insert Timmy here and, and try to figure out exactly what time we're going to be hearing from uh, Luchadora Ser- Lucha Serpentine, a.k.a. Thunder Rosa. She'll be joining us here in just a matter of moments. But as we go ahead and, and, and dig around and try to find out exactly where we're going to have her on, there is another caller on the line, Jonesy, that I'm going to go ahead and bring on. And he is uh, somebody who said, hey, you know what, Night Owl? I was watching Impact when the Hardy Boys were there. But i got to get his list because he's one of the most knowledge- knowledgeable wrestling fans that I think I've ever met. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the show. A man that helps us uh, host occasionally the Lucha Lounge, the one, the only El Luchador, they Kansas City. What's up, El Hey, how's it going? Hello, hello, up, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> thank you, thank you. What is your top five tag team list? All righty. Well, of course, Night Owl here, he did mention the Hardys, and I did see them on Impact Wrestling. Um, if you look on their YouTube channel, they will show you all their matches from Impact Wrestling back in the day. You know, especially uh, Tag Team Apocalypto. That's something that Matt Hardy, uh, crazy mind, came around back then. <laughs> but, yes, that is that is uh, number one in my list because the Hardy Boys were definitely the tag team that I grew up watching during the Attitude Era of the WWF all the way till today, you know. And let's not forget the other two tag teams that were part of the Attitude Era, uh, Edge and Christian, obviously. They had a great rivalry with them back then, too. Who could forget Unforgiven 2000, the uh, tag team steel cage match between Edge and Christian and, and the Hardy Boys for the WWF Tag Team Championships. That Everybody said that that tag team championship match was just crazy as hell. It not only included them, too, but included Rhino and, and Lita doing crazy shit, too. Pardon my French. <laughs> and then, of course, like I said, another tag team from the Attitude Era was, of, was of course, the Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba Ray and Devon, you know. And, of course, anybody if anybody that's listening that still remembers the Attitude Era from, uh, I guess, what was it? They're the, uh, the innovators of the TLC matches, the tables, ladders, and chairs that came around from – WrestleMania 2000, then and then again they did it again in SummerSlam 2001. It was just, or yeah, all around that time, it was just crazy stuff for the tag team division, the Attitude Era. And now, um, let's see here, tag team number four goes pro goes to uh, Impact Wrestling, but this is back when they were when it was still called TNA. And I'm talking about the original LAX, Homicide and Hernandez. Along with their, along with the Conan, you know, they were running you know, roughshod you know, in the tag team division. Huh? Oh yeah, they were running roughshod in the tag team division. They were fighting all kinds of tag teams from, uh, obviously the Dudleys and Beer Money and all them. <laughs> yeah, that was also a great one. But then stuff. But then again, um, there's one tag team that I like. That's number five on my list. And uh, obviously, right. I was listening to what you had to say about this tag team, uh, Night Owl. It is, it is um, the Young Bucks, okay. But you got to remember, I, I mean, when they were in when they were in Impact, they were called a different team. They were called Generation Me. But you, but you still kind of figured out when when they were in TNA that they that they would definitely bring uh, something different. After, when they left. Yeah, but well, you know what, Luchador, I think, 
I think that's a tremendous list. And all I can say is I freaking told you so, Jonesy. I freaking I freaking told you so, bro. I'm not the only one who believes that they deserve their place uh, as one of the top tag teams in professional wrestling history. But listen, um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and stop the high spot segment right there um, because uh, the Empress has entered the building, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, uh, the much-anticipated uh, appearance of Lucha Dura Serpentine, a.k.a. Thunder Rosa, has finally arrived. And I'm personally uh, I'm super excited uh, because we have something in common. We both have a Hispanic heritage. And, um, you know, Lucha Dura Serpentine is somebody that you can see uh, on Wow Women of Wrestling uh, every Saturday night on Access TV. Uh, but there's so much more to this individual than just the persona that she plays on TV. And we're going to talk about that and so much more. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the show for the very first time, the one, the only, WOW Women of Wrestling's very own, Luchadora Serpentine. Welcome to the podcast. How are you tonight, ma'am? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good, good, good. Uh, so, I got to know, what is it like wrestling for the women of, of wrestling? How do I like it? Um, I yeah. I really do enjoy, do enjoy this last weekend. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, you recently got to wrestle uh, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, how exactly was that match? Like Tessa Blanchard is like one of the the uh, top women wrestlers today. How was it wrestling Tessa Blanchard? I mean, I think um, if you're a good wrestler, no matter with who you wrestle, like you can create magic in the ring. And I think um, mm-hmm. what I saw last uh, last week, um, it was magic. You know, it was it was really really fun, and it was very competitive. Absolutely. I, I could not agree more. You know, uh, you, you anybody can definitely bring uh, magic in into the uh, wrestling ring. Now, you were brought into the women of wrestling by the greatest attorney in the world, Sophia Lopez. How did she convince you to join women of wrestling? Um, well, she, um, told me that there was a really cool spot for me in Women's of Wrestling, and because, you know, she's my attorney, um, I decided that I should try it out. It should be a good idea. Well, everybody that watches Women of Wrestling is definitely glad that the Luchador Serpentine is, is, is a part of Women of Wrestling. I watch it, uh... Every week that 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 it, it comes on, I don't want to take up all the time. So I, I know that my co-host Renee is chomping at the bit. So Renee, why don't you come in here and ask whatever questions that you have, so uh, No, no problem, no problem, Joe. Uh, thank you. Uh, so Serpentine, I guess I, I want to get into maybe a, a different phase of your career, and that is maybe the origins, right? So you come from a Hispanic family very much like myself, and if your family's anything like mine, uh, anything outside the box 
is uh, strange to them. So I'm curious, what was your, your family's reaction when you first came to them and were like, yo, I'm going to be a luchador. I'm going to be a luchadora. I want to be a professional wrestler. Was there any pushback from your family, or did they completely, like, understand that this was you, this is what you wanted to do and this is what you were passionate about? <laughs> At first, they were not – they didn't agree with it, but um, later on, they kind of, like, they got used to it, so they didn't have nothing to tell me. So was it so, because of the success? Did, did they get a chance to see you and be like, wow, you're really good at that, Mija. Like, you need to keep going. Was that, did that have anything to do with it? No, I think it would have to do uh, – I mean, they're they noticing that I'm happy with what I'm doing. So um, I think that's the reason why they're they're supporting it more than they used to before. Uh, that That's awesome. So they, they saw that it was uh, – something that you enjoy doing and that you were good at it and they were cool with it. That That's awesome. Well, let, let me ask you uh, something else. So in, in your time in the professional wrestling business, you've had a chance to travel a lot more than most people. Can you talk to us about some of the places that pro wrestling has given you an opportunity to go uh, on your journey? Well, I've been like pretty much all over different continents, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been in Europe, I've been in, um, Japan, I'm still like, I still have like hopes that I will go to Australia, you know, um, it's, it's been pretty amazing. Well, I bet. Well, let me ask you this question. Have you ever had a chance to wrestle in Mexico? Uh, once or twice. Uh, I, uh, I recently went to, um, wrestle in Mexico city uh, for Nacion Lucha Libre. That was really fun. Wow. Is that Nacion Lucha Libre? Is that uh, Alberto's uh, new promotion by any chance? Yes, it is. Wow. So what what was that experience like? Because we were we were talking about that here a couple of weeks ago. We're really excited. We love you know as much wrestling as we can get, the better. I think it's great for the fans. Uh, what was your your first initial reaction to going down there and wrestling with them? Did you enjoy it, and do you plan on going back? Um, well, it all depends on, uh, how my calendar is going to pan out. I mean, the plan was to go back, but, um, you know, we'll see. Okay. Well, I know the fans would absolutely uh, love to see you there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, just following your Serpentine Twitter page, which I want everybody to make sure that you do that. That's wow underscore Serpentine, or you can follow Thunder Rosa on Twitter as well. Um, I saw that you were retweeting some NWA stuff as well. Uh, I'm curious, and I know WOW keeps you very busy, but can we potentially look forward to seeing you also with the National Wrestling Alliance? <coughs> Thunder Rosa, yes. You will be seeing me. Thunder Ro- okay, cool. Cool, that, that's very cool. And I'm curious, and, and I know we know, we know David. He's a, a very good friend of the show, David McLean from WOW. Um, are they been very good with you guys about understanding that you do have other commitments? I know, like, with Tessa, she's, you know, Impact and WOW and all over. I know Kiara Hogan, she's all over the place. Have they been very open and, and, and cool with you guys uh, and working around your schedules with some of the other bookings that you have? Absolutely. He and the whole entire um, team have been, like, really uh, supportive and very accommodating to a lot of the girls that even that they don't live here in, in, in America. They bring them from, from Europe and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool that, to see that they, they appreciate us that much to the point that, you know, it doesn't matter where we are, like, they, they will bring us. 
Wow, that's that's beautiful. That, that's that's great to hear because it gives you more of an opportunity uh, to to do what you love to do and not only feel locked into one place. Well, I have one more question before I throw it back over to Joe. Uh, I know that staying in shape is, is something that's super important for you as a, as an athlete. Um, not only because you have to look a certain way, but because you have to, you know, your body is your number one tool. So, can you provide any tips? Uh, to any wrestlers out there, male or female, as far as how to stay healthy on the road, because it can be very difficult when you're traveling from city to city to eat well. What do you do in those situations where you're not anywhere close to home? How do you usually tackle your diet? Well, try to stay away as possible from junk food. Uh, um, I eat as healthy as possible. I mean, I spend a lot of money on food, to tell you the truth. Like, I spend, like... 30% of my payouts on healthy food. And right now, because I'm uh, about to do an MMA fight pretty soon, um, I have to stay in really good shape. I can't be, like, gaining weight and stuff like that. So it is imperative that any time that I have available, I either rest or, like, uh, exercise or, like, just make sure I stay on focus because it's it's, it's kind of difficult to, like, juggle both of them at the same time. Right, I can understand that. And you know what, Joe, I lied. I actually did have uh, one other question, and I'll throw it back to you because our time is limited. Uh, so you have, uh, as far as I know, I, I came to know you first as Thunder Rosa, and then you had a stint uh, over in California with Lucha Underground, which was a promotion that had a lot of people excited. They had kind of a different take uh, on professional wrestling. They almost kind of made it like an episodic show or a movie. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that experience and how it was maybe different from anywhere else that you've worked? Man, Lucha Underground was a pillar for me to, like, grow as a performer, as as a wrestler, as as an actress, everything. It gave us an opportunity to, like, be multifaceted, you know, because if you were not wrestling, you were acting or you were doing something of that sort. So um, I am really thankful to um, – Chris De Joseph and Eric Van Wagen for giving me the opportunity, you know, taking me on under the wing when I was super green and allowing me to, like, develop a character that I still love to death, uh, Cobra Moon, and that allowed me to be who I am, who I am right now, somebody that is confident in the ring, somebody that, you know, exudes uh, charisma and, and it's just, like, it enjoys every moment when she's in the ring. So um, can, that was that. And the fact that I was able to work with some of, like, the biggest names in the wrestling business right now, such as uh, Rey Mysterio, um, Ricochet, let's see, who else is, like, super hot right now? Um, Johnny Mundo, Taya, um, mm-hmm. there's so many that I can't even mention. Chavo Guerrero, um, there were so many people, so many people, and, um, you know, I learned so much, like, from Drago, from a lot of the people, from Triple A, uh, Aerostar, Sexy Star, um, you know, all of them, Ivo Fantasma, like, I, I mean, I, I can just go, keep going on and on and on, like, they were, like, just to see them, and, and, and that's, like, something that you can't get anywhere else, because we were able to create and have so much liberty on our matches that um, we were able to have fun, you know, we weren't, like, so strict on, like, this is what you need to do. It was, it was, it was beautiful. So now with Wow a Serpentine, I'm allowed to do something similar, you know. 
which I do really enjoy. And I'm like so thankful for Selena Mayers and David McLean for allowing me to perform at my best that I can and for allowing me to uplift and, and, and empower um, the new generation of, of, of new wrestlers, you know, that are coming in. And, and wow. Um, I am, I, I'm, te- I'm telling you, like this season, the, the second part of the season that we just taped last, last week, it was, I had so much fun personally and um and being with Sofia Lopez pairing me with her was magic like we have so much chemistry it's, it's unbelievable yeah it is unbelievable and Joe I'm going to throw it back to you I just wanted to remind everybody we are talking to uh Lucha de la Serpentine of Wild Women of Wrestling and uh, also known as uh Thunder Thunder Rosa who's uh you know, going to be working at NWA and, and was formerly of uh, Lucha uh, Underground as Cobra Moon. Uh, Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and jump back in here with a couple of minutes that we have left? Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to talk about your uh, time in uh, uh, Ring of of Honor. Uh, you were a part of a tag team with uh, Holly Dead, and you all wrestled under the the name the, the Twisted Sister. What was it like being a part of 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 of, of that that tag team? I still tagging with Holly Dad. Um, I really do enjoy working with her. She's like my wife on the road. We know each other so well. We've been <laughs> tagging probably for four four years now. So it's it's been a quite a while. So we know each other really well, even though we're like afar. Like when we tag, when we get in the ring, it's like nothing has like time has not you know passed between us. Um, we have like natural chemistry, and um, we always give our best in the ring. Like we're so passionate for this business. Absolutely. Um, being a part of a like, all women's promotion, how do do you feel that women's wrestling has changed throughout the years? Oh, it's getting way, way better. I feel like um, the bar is set so high right now because there's so many good athletes that are coming, that are up and coming, that you need to stay on top of your of your game at all times, you know, to be relevant and to and to, and to be present, you know. So, um, I, I mean, I'm glad that I was able to be in this time and um, that I'm able to be respected and represented and and um and be able to to make a a change you know as a as a female of color um and as as a woman of color in the business you know um i can i can make a change absolutely um and and my last question before I throw it back to Renee, to Renee with whatever questions that we have um you said that that you are, are training for a MMA fight uh what got you into uh, MMA? Well, you know, I always like challenges, and uh, this was presented to me as an opportunity. So I thought it would be a good, uh, I mean, a good opportunity for me to to cross over to another sport. You know, it's definitely you have to be very dedicated. You have to be on top of your game, and um, this is no joke. Like um, for the time that I've been training, it's. It's very, very intense, but it's really interesting because you you create another type of family, and like everybody that trains with you, it's it's they are so close, and we become a really, really, really strong, and 
and uh, we like support each other, and it's it's a, it's so different. Like I like it. I like it a lot. Absolutely, uh, I, I love watching MMA. I don't know if it's something that I could personally do, but I I, I definitely uh, I wish you luck in your 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 MMA match. But I'm sure you don't need luck. You're probably going to kick, 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 kick. But uh, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever last questions that you have, sir? Yeah, I do. I do. And and, uh, and uh, I, I, my question is kind of a two-parter. Uh, Serpentine, so just do your best to answer. So number one is, as you know, we're going to be talking to your trainer, uh, Selena Majors, in the second hour. And she's got a lot of history, uh, somebody who has uh, the pleasure of having worked with some of the best women in, in, in professional wrestling history. So can you give us maybe a little taste of what it is to train uh, with Selena Majors, uh, a.k.a. Bambi? And number two um, we asked the same question to Fred Yehi of Evolve when he was on with us last week. Was there, has there ever been a moment uh, where you're either on the road, in the country, outside the country, where you were like, I cannot believe I'm actually doing this right now? Like, is it a match or maybe on the road with somebody that you looked up to as a kid? Have you gotten to that place yet where you just look around and you're like, wow, I cannot believe that I'm actually living this life right now? Um, yes. Well, I'm not to answer your first question. Uh, training with Selena is definitely she's all about telling a story. Like she's a storyteller. Um, she's old school, but she's also wants wants now to to showcase what the girls have, like the new the new girls. So it's really interesting, uh, and um, she's very kind, and um, she's she's really good. Honestly, she when she believes in you, she. She tells you straight up. She's like, just, just wait, be patient. Things are gonna happen for you, and um, and when what she says, it happens. So I have nothing but respect for Selena Mayers. Like honestly, like when she saw me, she's like, you are a great worker. You know, your time will come. Your time will come. And um, and uh, I trusted her. You know, and and she listens, and um, and she she allows you to to create, which is I think is a very important part of of a trainer. Um. And uh, she believes she believes in serpentine, and and serpentine is so is we. delivering. So uh, so that was the answer for your first question. The second one, yes, I think I will say. Uh, let's say when I went to when I went to Europe, and I was like uh, going to museums and seeing things that I saw in my books when I was in Mexico, and I was like, oh my god, I study this stuff. You know, this is pretty darn cool, and I got to be here because of wrestling. When I was in Japan in Cork and Hall, um, in my last, the last tour with um, Tokyo Joshi, and I was playing Selena on Cork and Hall. Like, oh my God, I'm able to bring part of my Tejano culture, part of my Mexican culture, to Japan and make people dance at the same time, which was super awesome. The last one, I will say wrestling in Mexico uh for Nacion for that opening it was it was amazing because um I'm from Mexico and I don't get to wrestle in Mexico as, as much and just to have the opportunity to wrestle there like the comments that a lot of the fans because they're very critical the comments that a lot of the fans send me on my DMs were amazing and nothing but a lifting so it was like so many different things and um and I'm really happy that I was able to to experience that. 
Wow, beautiful. And, and you know what? Thank you so much. And then I have a bonus question that I'm going to ask you in Spanish. Uh, I'll translate afterwards, but I think it's only appropriate that I ask you this question because I'm from Durango myself. I was born there. Uh, so I think it's very mm -hmm. cool. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's not wrestling related. You answer in Spanish, and then I'll translate for the fans. Okay, is that cool with you? Yeah. Okay, so my question is, uh, ¿cuál es uh, tu favorito dulce o chuchería mexicana? Uh, porque mi favorita chuchería es empanadas con cajeta. ¿Cuál es tu favorita chuchería mexicana? I ha tengo muchos. Uh, mazapán. Oiga, tienes que escoger uno nomás. Uno, uno nomás. Ay, no sé. Ah, diablitos. <risa> con mango. Con... No, no, diablitos. Los diablitos de raspados. Oh, los diablitos de raspado. That's my joy right there. <laughs> hey, yeah, here, we have a medium. Go ahead. Los puedo comer todos los días, uno todos los días. Pero no puedes. <laughs> I know, I'm dying, I know, I'm I know. dying. It's so messed up. So, believe it or not, we actually have immediate reaction from the members of the WrestleTalk family. My, my Latinos out there, my Mexicanos out there, let us tell, let us uh, know what you think about that answer uh, from uh, Luchadora Serpentine. Let's hear it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Thunder Rosa, a.k.a. Cobra Moon, a.k.a. Luchadora Serpentine, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show Thank you so much. Um, for those who haven't had a chance to see you in action, I highly recommend you guys go over to WOW's YouTube page and watch the badass match that you just had with Tessa Blanchard. She has never had a tougher test than facing you, and I put my bottom dollar on it that if you guys watch this match, you will be addicted to WOW Women of Wrestling. Uh, Serpentine, any closing thoughts before you go? Can you maybe share your social media with us and where we can see you in action? Well, I just make make sure you guys tune to Access TV every Saturday, 8, 7 Central. Don't forget, we are having WOW Women of Wrestling every Saturday. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this, this podcast. And also, make sure you follow my journey as I'm embarking into some um, amazing adventures, and there's more to come. Um, at, follow me on Instagram at Sanderosa22, at Twitter at Sanderosa22. Uh, for Serpentine at Wow Serpentine on Twitter and Facebook is Thunder Rosa too, my like page. And make sure you like my stuff, look at my my hit my stories and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff happening for me and um I'm more than thankful to all the supporters, um, my friends, family that have like come forward and just, you know, support me with with sponsorships, with, you know, well, all kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm really happy for for that and and for being in your podcast. Well, we're very grateful, Joe. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say good night so we can close out this segment? Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come on to the uh, uh, show. Uh, it has been a honor and a uh, a, a privilege, and uh, you are now part of the Best of Talk uh, podcast family. So don't be a stranger. Thank you, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Luchadora Serpentine of WOW Women of Wrestling. Thank you so much for joining us, hermana, and we really, really hope to catch you very, very soon down the road. 
That said, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We will be back in the second hour with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And don't be lazy. Make sure that you DVR Wow Women of Wrestling every Saturday night on Access TV. We're coming back in two minutes and 20 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. The Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, we're here serving up episode 265 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So I asked her 
what her favorite Mexican candy was. And even if I told you guys what the candy was, you wouldn't understand, so don't worry about it. But that's what I asked her, and she came back with a, a great answer. Uh, they're called Diablitos, like uh, it's called Raspado. Uh, it's a very, very popular candy. But unfortunately, that is not the best Mexican candy or, or sweet. The best Mexican sweet is either flan uh, or choco flan, so it's chocolate with flan on top, or number two, uh, empanadas uh, stuffed with cajeta, which is kind of like caramel a little bit. So anyway, that's just my opinion, but people were already messaging me like, all right, bro, you told us you were going to tell us what it was all about, and then you just decided to not say anything. So I had, I had to make sure that I came back with that information. But, Jonesy, here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to go ahead and put you back in the bullpen um, because during this segment – we don't need any La Familia biased, but what I do need you to do, intern Timmy, is to make sure uh, that all the fine folks of the FWWC are ready to go and call in, okay? Because we've got a lot to cover. There's a lot that's been going on, um, and we want to talk to the members of the FWWC. I mean, it's just that simple. But we're going to go ahead and kind of throw a little curveball out there because there's a friend of the show who has something that he wants to say. So um, we're going to bring him on, and then once the, uh, the lineup is full with all the FWWC folks, we're going to jump right into that. So um, I'm going to wait for this individual to call in, uh, and we're going to have him on for just a matter of moments, and then we're going to get right back to the FWWC. Now, uh, while Jason calls in, this is Jason Oliver, ladies and gentlemen, he is a fine individual, an incredible author. I actually have one of his books uh, sitting on my shelf. No, actually, no, that's John Cosper. So wrong John. <laughs> Jason Oliver, not John Cosper. My bad, guys. But uh, Jason is going to join us just for a matter of moments here uh, in just a few. Uh, but before we bring him on, again, guys, uh, you know you heard us tease it a little bit earlier. We actually are going to be giving away a T-shirt tonight, and we're doing it right now. So last night during our FWWC uh, SmackDown Live Challenge, I basically put a post up on the thread saying to everyone, hey, if you can take um, uh, the post that we put up on Twitter and retweet it, like it, and show support, then you're going to make yourself eligible to win a brand new Young Bucks t-shirt. And we're going to give that t-shirt away as soon as we're done talking to Jason Oliver. So there is still time. If you have Twitter, you can go over there and like and retweet the little 50-second uh, teaser video for tonight's show talking all about women wrestling. So if you do that and you can send us a screenshot, you are still eligible to win. So you got about five minutes to do that. Then we're going to go ahead and bring on the FWWC, and we're going to make the announcement as far as who won. Uh, but that, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is a guy who specifically requested to come on the show tonight. I'm sure he's got something interesting to tell you guys. So, folks, welcome back into the show for the first time in a long time, our amigo, our brother from another, Jason Oliver. Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on, brother? Speak up. What do you got on your mind tonight? Not really too much here. Just waiting for the Saturday for our wrestling promotion. Okay, wait a minute. Be specific. Be specific. What are you talking about, Jason? Yes, I'm talking about New Breed Wrestling in Sedalia, Missouri. New breed in Sedalia. You know what? Quick story. I was scheduled to be there, and then the fine folks over at uh, Midwest Elite on the Kansas side gave me a call and they said, hey, Renee, 
We need the voice. We need the voice to call our show. Otherwise, I would be there at New Greek, bro. Just real quick, Jason, what are you most excited about pertaining to the upcoming show for New Breed Wrestling this Saturday? For New Breed, I'm looking forward to the kind of beat the clock challenge. There's going to be two different participants against two mystery opponents. Okay, and any clues as to who these mystery opponents might be? I have no idea. No idea. And what about the main event, Jason? Who can we look forward to seeing in the main event this Saturday at New Breed? Main event actually has not even been announced yet. It's just kind of like up in the air based off of how the mystery challenge goes. Wow. Well, that's interesting. And I know our friends uh, over at New Breed always have something uh, interesting on deck, man. Out of curiosity, and I don't know if you were listening to the front half of the show, Jason, uh, we talked a little bit about Impact moving to Access. We talked about uh, NWA now having a full studio show. We're not sure when they're going to be uh, debuting what they're taping, but we know they're going to start filming on October 1st. As a guy who loves the history of pro wrestling, how excited is it to you to see Impact going to Access TV and the NWA potentially being on network television as well uh, very, very soon? I'm very excited with the NWA. I think Billy Corgan will take that to levels that it could be not as much as maybe back in the day, but I would think better than WWE per se. Wow. That's that's a bold statement, man. That is a, a very, very bold statement. And, and really, my last question is, before we move on to the FWWC, is this. Um, you uh, are a collector of belts. Uh, I've had an opportunity to see some of your championship belts, and these aren't the type of belts you get from Walmart, ladies and gentlemen. No shade to you guys who have them, because I know I have some of the Walmart belts. Can you tell us which of those belts is your prized possession, Jason? Prized possession would probably be my newest one that I got. It's a remake of the old Bob Backlund title back from the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Wow, so you have a belt from the WWE. WF? That is correct. It's basically an all-silver belt, and then the eagle that would be on the front of it is actually a two-tone. It would be a gold color for the eagle that's on the front of it. Man, that is so freaking sick. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason. We do have to move on to the FWWC segment because the phone lines are blowing up, man. Any closing thoughts before we let you go? Just wanted to thank you for having me on the show, and I'll probably try to catch you at another show that's coming up probably here in the next couple months. Oh, dude, you got it. And guess what? Your boy is planning on being back down at New Breed sometime in December. So if you need a brother, if you need a ride, brother, you know who to call. Excellent. That sounds great, man. I'll get a hold of you later, and we can go from there. You got it, Jason. Take it easy, brother. Catch you down the road. Great work there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by a loyal listener of the show, uh, Jason Oliver. Again, make sure you guys take the time and check out some of the promotions that we're talking about. I mean, you guys heard us earlier. We were talking about Journey Pro tomorrow night. Uh, Shout-out to those guys running the show over in Overland Park at Tanza Hall. You've got MEW uh, coming up this Saturday in Osawatomie, Kansas. And then this past weekend, dude, how could I even, like, be doing a show right now without mentioning how much fun I had over at XWE? Now, those guys are absolutely wonderful, top-notch. They had a professional camera crew and commentator, yours truly, 
on deck. It was a fantastic show. It was Malico versus Kit Reaver in the main event. And I'm not going to spoil it for you because you have to make your way over to Twitch. That's twitch.com forward slash XWE underscore Salina. Again, that's XWE underscore Salina. The voice you will hear during this broadcast is yours truly. So make sure you guys check out our friends over at XWE. Of course, SICW, Glory Pro, just had a huge show on Sunday. Uh, Anarchy's got a show coming up right down the road. I mean, it's just going and going. And then in two weeks, your boy will be right here in Kansas City doing huge things for Kansas City Extreme Wrestling. It's our biggest show of the year. KCXW Destiny, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. There's so much beef, uh, so much unfinished business over at KCXW, man. I cannot wait for that show to happen because it's going to be a tremendous one. Uh, With all that said, guys, I want to make sure we give at least 15 minutes to our friends over at the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And we've got two callers on the line already. And if that's all that we get to, that's fine, because I want to make sure that we're ready for WOW Women of Wrestling head trainer, Selena Majors. The first person we're going to bring on is a guy that we heard from a little bit earlier on the show, had a strong opinion about the tag teams, top five tag teams of all time, okay? And there's still time to call in and and talk to us about that if you guys want to. But we're going to go ahead and bring on one more time tonight during the FWWC segment, the one, the only, Devontae D., the Bishop. Mm Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how y'all doing again this evening? Doing great, Bishop. Doing real great, man. I know you've been quite busy these last couple of days, man. Why don't you bring us up to speed? Well, you see, I've been in quite a bit of a mood lately. You see, it may not be obvious because I normally know how to hide how I feel because, you see, this past Monday night I was supposed to be in a triple threat match with European title implications. But, you see, that didn't happen because somebody, felt the need to jump me in the parking lot. And you see, I'm on a search as to who that person may be. I have an idea who I think it is, but you see, the bishop is a man who likes to handle his problems face-to-face. And I will be doing that soon and very soon. So then if you fast forward to Tuesday night, me, well, not necessarily my other side, as you would say, Brother Brown Bear and my brother Madman faced the outsiders along with the team that called themselves the Crystal Lake Killers, Battle Cat and Voorhees, in which we were victorious. And so I'm beat up, banged up, sore, but I'm still standing, and I'm looking for whoever decided to jump. Well, Bishop, I want to actually get your thoughts uh, on a match that you were not involved in, and that is the match uh, that was a red brand match between Saint and Lilith. Uh, we all know that Saint was recently transferred over uh, to the red brand, uh, kind of against his will, by Marcus Mayhem, and he faced off against Lilith. Uh, who is one of our newer competitors here in the FWWC. How exciting is it to you not only to see a new competitor, but to see a new female competitor in the FWWC? And what are your thoughts on her uh, thus far? Well, I tell you, we are in the era of the women's revolution. And it's always good to see a sister step in and do her thing. 
Now, you see, I've been watching some of her matches recently, and she has impressed me. And at some point, I look forward to stepping inside of the ring with her to square up and dance. Now, you know, she's, uh, I guess, a vampire, you would say. Now, I may not be down with the darkness, but I am with the light. But you see, if she ever wants to step inside of the ring with me, I'll be glad to test my skills against her. Wow. Well, quite valiant of you, sir. And to be honest, thus far, she's already uh, impressed, and I'm really looking forward to see what else she can do. Now, Jonesy, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in on this one because I know you're always lurking in the shadows. Uh, As a guy who has had some history with Bishop, uh, you're obviously representing the opposite brand. Um, What are your thoughts on some of the recent happenings across the pond there and about Bishop overall? Because I know you guys have some history. I'm just wondering, is there any mutual respect uh, happening between you guys, or is it still all shade? I mean, I don't have any issue with uh, a Bishop. Uh, he, he he no longer has my title, so I don't have to worry about Bishop in, anymore. And I'm sure that at some time you're going to figure out who it was that attacked you, Bishop. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that they didn't get the job done, I guess, huh? Really? You know what? Just, really? You know, I knew it was a mistake to bring you on. Screen, screen, screen. Uh Bishop, your response to Jonesy there, uh, clearly he's not forgotten about some of the beatings that you put on him. Uh, what is your response to uh, to Nightmare Jones? Well, you see, now, now Pugsley, now I was going to be nice to you. You see, now, you, said that, <laughs> you see that they did, you're right, they didn't get the job done. And it's starting to make me wonder, maybe, just maybe it was you that decided to jump me or you have an idea who done it. So I got no beef with Pugsley. I mean, Nightmare Jones. But you see, because the last time we met, who came out on top? And that was at WrestleMania or Universe Mania where I retained the IC title. But I don't have the IC title on me, but I got a golden ticket. And I will be cashing it in soon and very soon. Soon and very soon, says the Bishop, Devontae D. Well, Bishop, we're grateful. And listen, we got a couple more callers from the FWWC, but uh, we also have callers that are not calling pertaining to the FWWC, and we want to make sure we give everybody equal opportunity. I'm actually really anxious to hear from this individual because he was actually on site at Reckoning in Revenge with yours truly this past Saturday night for XWE. We've got a couple of minutes here before we bring on Bambi, a.k.a. Selena Majors of WOW Women of Wrestling, uh, which is going to be a tremendous interview. She's the head trainer over there, and she reports directly to David McLean and Jeannie Buss, the the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to welcome in for the very first time ever to the WrestleTalk podcast, the one, the only, the man that is rocking the suit and the flip phone, Rusty, Rusty Rex. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Martinez? What is going on, Rusty? How you doing, brother? Oh, not too bad. I figured I'd call in. I'm right now on the road with the Kansas Wrestling Alliance. 
Uh, bear with me. I'm on my flip phone once again, and service is spotty, as you know. Uh, hey, but I thought worry. I'd call in and and say hello to you and to Jonesy tonight. And uh, uh, sounds like a great show that's going on. Sometimes I don't get the opportunities as as uh, as you've termed me as the scapegoat of the KWA. Sometimes I'm out investigating things, and uh, uh, sometimes I get put into situations. But I was able to actually be near a uh, uh, a computer tonight to uh, watch your podcast. And what a tremendous uh, pod- I've heard many great things about the Russell Talk podcast. Well, hey, Rusty, well, we really appreciate it. And I, I know my partner in crime, uh, Nightmare Jones, feels the same way. Uh, let me ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll jump back to the FWWC segment. So, uh, really, it's only two things that I want to ask you. So, the first one is pertaining to uh, CUDA. Um, we saw that this past Saturday, CUDA, for the very first time, spoke. And he seems to be interested in a particular championship uh, that you're very familiar with. Can you kind of bring us up to speed with what happened with CUDA and what championship he wants to go after? Well, let me tell you what. uh Kuda has been on a tremendous singles run here uh, probably all the way through 2019. Uh, I think he's found somebody to kind of help him, uh, what should I say, civilize or whatever, but they also might have been showing him some uh, new techniques and some new training. Uh, He is specifically eyeing right now the 100-proof redneck Bubba Sutton uh, for that KWA Social Media Championship, a a title that's been uh, hotly contested here all year long. And I don't know what uh, what's up uh, Kuda's sleeve. I did catch up with him backstage after the show. Uh, you will be seeing that on the uh, uh, page here coming up. Uh, he uh, He's very different, very strange, but uh, for some reason he picked up a little bit of the uh, English language. So I, I'm not sure where that came from. Well, I can tell you this is a guy who uh, takes a lick and keeps on ticking. It was two shows ago at Gold Rush, uh, or maybe just a show ago at Gold Rush, where he was uh, standing on the ramp, and, and those of you guys who've never been to XWE, shame on you, um, but he went from the ramp through a table, and we saw Malico kind of do the same spot uh, in the main event this past show, and it was just as exhilarating. Uh, that said, Rusty, I got one last question for you, and that is pertaining to the XWE Heavyweight Championship. We saw the incredible matchup between Kit Reaver and Malico. This would have been the third edition of this matchup, and neither one of them won the match. Neither one of them walked out as XWE champion. Can you break it down for us real quick as far as what happened this past Saturday night? Well, basically, uh, again, uh, it was a, uh, uh, the third uh, number three match for Malico and Kit Reaver. Um, I'd say, what, about three-quarters of the way into the match, uh, Mr. Uh, the urban legend, the uh, the uh, one and only Drake Gallows, decided it was time to cash in his golden ticket. He also, earlier on in the night, uh, became officially the number one contender for the XWE uh, championship. He uh, cashed it in. He took, uh, took care of uh, uh, Kit Reaver. He put Malico through a table. Uh, as Malico tried to get back into the ring, uh, Gallows uh, got him over there and got the one, two, three on him with a new XWE champion, the urban legend, Drake Gallows. 
Uh, he now is uh, probably going to be bringing 10 cases of water to each show now to give everybody within the XWE universe a shower of uh, bottled water. No, no doubt about it. And, and Rusty, uh, on that note, man, we'll go ahead and let you go so we can continue through with the FWWC segment, man. But thank you very Absolutely. much, and I want you to hang on. And, and I want you to hang on and listen because I've got some thoughts about that something that happened at that show that was, did not involve the match. So make sure you hang tight, man. And thank you for calling in. Please don't be a stranger, man. If you can call in every couple of weeks or so, man, please know that we're always going to make room for you. All right, Rusty. Absolutely. I much appreciate it. You know how busy I am with the KWA, so I, I will definitely try, and I uh, I will be uh, standing by here and uh, uh, be listening to the rest of your great show tonight. No no doubt about it, Rusty, man. Grace and peace to you, brother. Talk to you down the road. So, Jonesy, I'm going to kind of bring you back in for this because, and I know the FWC folks are ready to come on. Uh, we do have the FWC Tonight podcast. Uh, tomorrow night, and we still have to do it. We, we still have to announce the winner uh, of the T-shirt uh, here tonight. So, Jonesy, this past Saturday, uh, we had an absolutely fantastic show. But I want to go ahead and kind of throw out this advisory. Uh, you guys know that if you watch the show, and please share, hit like, hit the hearts. It means a lot to us. Please, please, please make sure that you do that. And if you want to be a part of the email list, send us your email address, and we'll make sure that you get it. Um, if you are heavily intoxicated, you need to keep yourself in check because this past Saturday when Drake came out, uh, he was doing what he does, and he kind of does the water bottle thing. He usually nails a couple of the fans. They've come to expect it, and I think low-key a lot of the fans think it's great. Well, from what I understand, there was a fan who was maybe chugging a little bit too much of Grandpa's old cough medicine and he forgot that he was at a show. So Gallows comes out to interrupt the main event, does his water bottle deal, catches one of the guys to the right side of the uh, of the ramp, and the dude loses his shit. And, like, he's really, like, ready to fight Drake. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, that's part of what's missing in pro wrestling. Thank you guys for tapping the screen, man. That really does mean a lot to us. Um, that's part of wrestling. That's what it's missing, that intensity, that passion. I agree. We need more of that from the fans, but it needs to be controlled. If it is a, a, a rage based on or fueled by alcohol, that is not what we need. That is not a good example. It takes away from, uh, in that situation, I think it kind of somewhat took away from the entrance of Drake, even though he absolutely made up for it. The match was fantastic. It was the match of the night without question. But if you've got a friend that's too smashed, do not sit near the entry ramp or in the front row. Keep that dude in the back. Keep chugging. Let him keep chugging beers. But if he distracts from the show, we have a problem. And, Jonesy, as a pro wrestling referee yourself, have you ever run into a situation where the fans have gotten out of hand at a show that you've been in, and do you believe that it actually takes away from the entertainment value? Because I was kind of frustrated that the fans were paying more attention to this obnoxious fan, who I'm pretty sure is a nice guy on any other day, but the attention needed to be on the three guys in the match. And I know Reven was involved there with a little bit of the distraction and stuff like that. But when stuff like that happens, yeah, it's fodder. It gives us something to talk about every Wednesday here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But ultimately, the focus should be on what's happening with the talent, not what's happening with the fans. I'm going to bring you back in here. We've got time for one more caller from the FWWC, and then we're going to transition over to Selena Majors. But, Jonesy, i got to get your thoughts on that, bro. What do you think? 
Um, absolutely. Uh, I cannot agree more. Um, I have been part of wrestling shows where they, they had alcohol there, and uh, alcohol definitely played a big part. Um, I remember we were doing one show, and uh, one of the other wrestlers, he was the, a top heel, he comes out and he starts talking trash at the guy, and he said, uh, said you know, only in West Virginia can can this guy date his, his own sister, and the dude, like, instantly went nuts and, like, tried to, to jump over the barricade and, and follow the, the, after the match, he followed the, the wrestler all the way back into the locker room. We had to stop him into the locker room. And then oh. by the end of the night, they were totally cool. So it's just, you know, alcohol definitely well, plays a, a big part. And when you have wrestling shows where they have alcohol, it definitely plays a, a, a big part in uh, what you, uh, you know, what can, can definitely happen. you got to be on your toes, definitely. No, you got to be on your toes. And let me say two things real quick. So we were talking to Victor Cortez of World Powerhouse last week. He said that he felt like his life was in danger leaving a show. That kind of heat is good heat because he beat up the baby face and they wanted to catch him outside the show, but it was not alcohol-fueled rage. So what happened with Victor is a little bit different than what happened here, but here's where I have to give a tremendous amount of credit. The security at XWE absolutely diffused the situation within seconds of it taking place. So if that is going to happen, that's why you have security in place. That's why you have guys that are keeping an eye on the crowd and not necessarily standing there with their arms crossed watching the show. So there was really no better way to handle it. This was no fault of XWE in any way, shape, or form. This was one individual who lacked self-control, and his buddies, who should have known that, should have kept him in check throughout the night. And listen, if you can't, hang your, if you can't handle your liquor, then don't drink. Stop being a rookie. Stop being a lightweight. If that's not what you do, then don't do it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And quite frankly, it can be very frustrating, even if it is just for 30 seconds when we're, we've been, you know, we sat here for three hours waiting for the climax of this show, and then your dumb ass can't hold your liquor, and you take attention away from what really matters, and that is the talent inside the square circle. Don't do it. This isn't me calling out XWE, the security, because I'm part of the team. I consider myself to be part of the XWE team. This is me calling out some asshole on ringside, who, again, I'm sure is a pretty nice guy most every other day of the week. But let's just be frank. If you can't handle it, then don't drink. Stop being a jerk. You're embarrassing yourself, okay? And and don't do it, especially when it's the main event of the show or there's women involved. There's a certain amount of respect that has to be shown. We all saw the picture from a couple of weeks ago of the fan that was trying to grope Sasha Banks. I mean, what is wrong with people, bro? I, I personally believe that it's okay to have alcohol at wrestling shows. That's probably part of the reason that some of the wrestling in the 70s and the 80s was so great because the fans and the stands were absolutely on fire. But the security needs to do their job, and then there needs to be personal accountability. You need to keep yourself in check. That said, ladies and gentlemen, we got about a minute and a half for our last FWWC caller, and then we're bringing in a lady who I've been a fan of for quite a while, uh, some of you guys may have not even heard of her, but once you get to hear her tell her story, you're going to be like, wow, I need to do my research on Bambi. I need to do my research on Selena Major. So, uh, Tank, I know we're letting you in here with just a couple of, uh, of seconds, but we want you to come in with some heat and make an impact, man. What's on your mind tonight? Good. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I just want to call in. Um, 
and, and let you all know that I am the FWC heavyweight champion on the blue brain. And there is one certain superstar who says he can't find me, he can't spot me, he doesn't know where I am. And that is the FWC Intercontinental Champion, Corbin Slater. Corbin Slater, if you cannot see me, then you are blind. You need to go get your eyes checked. I've been here, and I'm not going anywhere. And whenever you feel ready to cash in that Intercontinental Championship, go ahead, because you will not be getting the FWC Heavyweight Championship from my hand. Wow, Tank coming in with that heat. Well, guess what, Tank? Uh, I got to go ahead and break some news here to you. Intern Timmy, why don't you cue up that breaking news because we have some tremendous news for our buddy Tank right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast episode 265. Intern Timmy, hit the drop, baby. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tank, a.k.a. Chris Miller, we want to congratulate you because you, sir, are the winner of a brand-new, never-before-worn Young Bucks t-shirt. You want to know why? You want to know why? Here's why. You, sir, did what you were asked to do. You went on Twitter, you retweeted, you hearted, and you commented on the short 50-second snippet commercial that we put out for tonight's episode promoting both Lucha Serpentine and Selena Major. So, sir, congratulations to you. We will have the T-shirt delivered uh, within seven to ten days. Uh, we want to thank you for supporting the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. There's a reason that we are one of the biggest podcasts in the country, definitely the biggest one in the Midwest, man. Any thoughts on being our winner tonight? Uh, I'm, as you know, my entrance theme song is uh, "Be Humble" by Kendrick Lamar. You just gotta stay humble, man. Got to stay humble and continue to support what, Tank? You got to continue to support what? The world's premier Wrestle Talk podcast. Boom, baby. Boom. In the words of Heel Deal, I know you'll like that joke. Boom, baby. Boom. Well, thank you, everybody uh, that is a member of the FWWC. It is greatly appreciated. Remember, tomorrow night, Sponsored by the Wrestle Talk Podcast is the FWWC Tonight Podcast, the exclusive podcast of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. And then huge shout out uh, to KWA representative Rusty Rex for giving us an update on all the happenings over at Extreme Wrestling Entertainment. That's XWE in Salina, Kansas. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally come to bring in our second featured guest of the hour. Jonesy, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot here. I'm going to go ahead and have you hit the music and then do the proper introduction for Selena Majors, man. Take it away. Absolutely. Anton Timmy, if you could please hit that music.
her abilities down. She is 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 a absolute amazing professional wrestler. She has had a great great career, ladies and gentlemen. It's my honor and privilege to bring in Women of Wrestling's head trainer, Selena Majors. Hello, Selena. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's a it is definitely definitely a honor to have you. Uh, on this uh, the, this uh, show, Renee, uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start it off, sir. Bro, please do. I know you're a huge fan. Take it away, Joe. Uh, absolutely. So, Selena, so, you know, when when you started wrestling, uh, as as we've been been told, you know, women were just the the warm up matches and were never the 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 main event. How you know times have definitely changed and. You know, you you've got all women's promotions now. You you've got women matches that are main eventing WrestleMania. How does it feel to have you know, women's wrestling uh, make such a jump recently? Well, it's uh, it makes me so uh, grateful and happy to be able to see it happen in my journey. Um, because, like you said, when I first started, even when I was a kid. Uh, I never hardly ever seen women uh, wrestling. We always seen the men wrestling in the 70s. And uh, mm-hmm. then in the 80s, in the mid-80s, I got into wrestling, and uh, we were much of a sideshow. Um, they would bring the girls' match in, and sometimes they wouldn't even put your name on the poster. It would just say girls' match, or they would refer to uh, the uh, small wrestlers, the midget wrestlers, and they would say midget wrestlers, girl wrestlers, or girls, girls, girls. It didn't even look like it was uh, wrestling. It looked like something else. So uh, it's come a long way. Uh, we fought a long, hard uh, battle, and it uh, it's finally paying off, and I feel so honored to be still part of it and to be able to watch it come full circle and for the girls to finally not only uh, be in main event matches, but uh, for us to have our own one-hour uh, wrestling show on Access uh, Television Network and uh, our own platform just for the women. And uh, it's it's a long time in the making. I know not only myself have I waited this long journey, but I know my good friend David McLean, who started uh, all women's wrestling back in the 80s, uh, glow. I was never a part of that, but we met shortly after that, and we've been friends for over 30 years. So I know he and I both uh, are so blessed and feel so thankful that um, our efforts have finally uh, paid off and that we're finally getting the recognition that we uh, wanted for so long. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what a so great, cool. great answer. Um when you uh, came back to women of wrestling, you know, when we started, you brought in a, a wrestler. You know, I knew her as uh, 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 Jesse Smothers, uh, but she's also known as Jesse Jones. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jesse Jones? Uh, yes, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people think we're related. We are not related. Uh, we're not related to each other by blood. I think in the South, uh, like a lot of people, uh, consider you're a sister or a brother by community. So um, that was a misconception. We are not related. But um, I've always uh, liked Jessie. She's always been uh, 
a great wrestler uh, that I've watched wrestle uh, all over the place, all over the country. And uh, when WOW was looking for great talent, uh, she was one of the first ones that came to my mind. And uh, she's been with uh, WOW for quite a while now. Uh, she was brought in originally uh, uh, as my partner, uh, and uh, this was years ago, and we wrestled as Southern Pride. Uh, since then, I wear many hats in the wrestling uh, office, and uh, one of them I had to hang up was getting in the ring because I'm on overload, and at 53 years old, that was the smartest one to put on the back burner. So, But since then, Jesse's gone on to uh, do single matches, and uh, and even in a few uh, tag team matches with other partners, but she's a great asset to Wow Women of Wrestling, and we're lucky to have her uh, as part of the team. Well, absolutely. And and my last question before uh, I, I send it back to uh, Renee, because I know he's he's chomping at at the bit. You are the head trainer. You you are the head trainer at. Uh, Women of uh, of wrestling. What kind of uh, of training uh, do you put the uh, girls through? Well, that's hard to describe in just a in an answer. Uh, it would it would probably yeah. take about a two hour <laughs> seminar to let you know everything that <laughs> yeah, goes into it. Seminar, but, yeah, we'll have to have one of those. Um, but yeah. it, we we do basic training that you see at most other wrestling schools. Uh, the unique thing about mm-hmm. us is that we're all, all all women's wrestling school, and to my knowledge, we're the only one as of right now. Uh, you know, there was the world famous uh, fabulous Moolah who had a wrestling school uh, all those years right. in the 70s and 80s, and it was an ex- you know exclusively for women. And uh, so ours is uh, unique in that way, but much similar to any other wrestling school. We start out uh, just finding out what kind of uh, athletic ability that you have, and we go from there. Um, we uh, go through a series of rolls and tumbles and just getting you used to feeling what the ring feels like and the ropes. We hit the ropes. Then we uh, advance to drills, uh different sort of drills that, you know, uh, each girl will go through. Um, and then, you know, finally we go to the basics and uh, we learn wrestling, wrestling holes and maneuvers, which is much like the amateur wrestling, which is, you know, counters and uh, uh, reversals. And I think it's very important to know your basics. Uh, when we started scouting talent, uh, I was amazed to find that some of the independent girl wrestlers that had wrestled all over the place, a few of them had come to our school, and they were great at jumping off the top rope and doing all these athletic maneuvers. But when it came to reversing a top wrist lock or a hammer lock, they they didn't really know where Mm -hmm. to start. And I didn't want that art to be lost and forgotten because that is the name on the marquee is wrestling. And um, I feel very strongly to know your fundamentals and to know all your basics. And if you're put in a wrestling hole, you should automatically know how to counter it, how to get out of it, uh, how to smoothly transition. So we spend a lot of time on basics, uh, and then we just go from there. But we, we have a great time. We, we have, have girls time. have never 
uh, been in the wrestling ring ever in their life, step in it for the very first time. And we have girls that tried to get into the wrestling profession and uh, maybe was slightly successful, but they're coming to WOW to uh, further their wrestling career and, uh, you know, endeavor. Absolutely, yeah. Great answer. Once again, you know, it, it's uh, it's all about the uh, chain wrestling. Chain wrestling is like the like the number one thing that that you learn when you start being a professional wrestler. I know all that just being a professional uh, referee myself. Uh, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have, sir? Because I know you have a bunch. No, I do, and I do, and, and I hope to 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 God that they're good ones because I've been thinking about this interview for a while. Uh, so, Selena, again, thank you for being on the show today. I know you're super-duper busy. Um, the, the folks over at WOW are easy to work with. Uh, our correspondence has been great. And uh, they, they threw you at us uh, because they knew that we were looking for somebody that goes beyond just your expertise inside the ring. Uh, and that's kind of what, what I want to touch on a little bit because a lot of people maybe don't know about you prior to WOW. Um, in doing my research and in being a fan of kind of old school wrestling, I saw that you spent a lot of time down in the South and you got to fight some pretty badass people. I don't know how often you get to tell these stories, but I'm 35, Joe's in his late 30s, so we kind of go back a little bit further than maybe your typical podcaster. Uh, one name came up when I was doing some research and some of the people that you had an opportunity to work with, and that name is Luna Vachon. Um, a lot of people will remember her as the manager for Shawn Michaels, and a lot of people will remember her for her work uh, really throughout the country, but particularly in the South. Can you maybe recall an experience, whether it be in or outside the ring, when you had a, an opportunity to work with the, uh, with the fabulous, super-duper talented and beautiful Luna Vachon? Uh, yes, I've got a lot of uh, memories of Luna Vachon. Uh, when I first uh, started out in wrestling. She was one of the very first ones uh, that I started having a series of matches with, and uh, we wrestled all over. We went to a, a big event called World of Wheels with Gordon Soley and uh, Joe Petticino and Bonnie Blackstone and uh, did a uh, wrestling show at that event, and it was with Luna Vachon. And uh, I had great respect for her. I had I knew her background and her history and her family uh, ties. And it was such an honor to uh, not only um, get in the ring with her, but to um, actually be an acquaintance of hers outside the ring. And uh, in the wrestling business, you know, you, you do have some friends and, and uh, sisterhood. And she was one of the ones that um, was uh, very nice to me. And uh, we had a lot of hard uh fought matches she she uh was uh full on strong style there was no holding back in the ring with luna it's what Real you stiff. see is what you Real do <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh but a lot of respect and uh she she was one of the ones that didn't try to she tried to bring up the new girls she didn't try to hold them down she uh was always uh friendly to help me uh get other uh bookings and to put my name out there and uh, just a very kind soul, and um, I, I hate that she's no longer with us. It's it's a tragedy um, that she's not, but uh, a beautiful person and uh, uh, lots of respect inside the ring for her. Yeah, no doubt. It's crazy that you say that because I was going to say the late, great 
And I just think back, uh, Jonesy, you can probably relate to this, man. We did a lot of 10-bill salutes uh, this last year. And, and I know we're still just in September, but it feels like we just keep losing all these legendary people. And, and in many cases, they're not legendary. They're people that maybe are kind of a little abstract, but they contributed so much uh, to the world of pro wrestling that it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you talk about uh, just a couple of years ago, we lost Leon White, Vader, a guy who had some of the very best stories in the business. Uh, maybe not anybody's super-duper favorite wrestler of all time, but uh, nevertheless a, a very important part of, of the evolution of professional wrestling. Uh, Selena, th- throwing it back to you, I know you said that you developed these relationships with people not only inside the ring but outside the ring. Would you be able to share with us maybe a couple of more of what I like to call your drinking buddies in the wrestling business, whether it be you know a couple of the guys or girls that you like to hang out with now after shows or maybe looking back in the day, you know, you're talking – uh, we're talking to a girl from Stone Mountain, Georgia, so I know you've got more than a couple of stories from the road. Yeah, um, well, we all try to stay in touch now. When you get older, grudges dismiss themselves. So um, I was recently uh, awarded an award at the CAC, the Califar Alley uh, Club and uh, in Love Las Vegas. And, yes, and mm-hmm. it was such an uh, honor to be awarded that. And I realized that our foes in the ring have become our friends when you get older. So there's a lot of uh, people that helped my journey and that I owe a lot to, uh, Joyce Drabel uh, being one. Uh, she's the one that uh, actually trained me. Uh, a lot of people um, have that mistake, and they think because uh, I spoke up for Moolah that I went to Moolah school, but I did not. Um, I just uh, knew a lot of the girls in that era. But Joyce Drabel actually was the one that, uh, trained me and got me into the wrestling business. And, uh, of course, my longtime rival and enemy, Peggy Lee Leather, uh, a.k.a. Thug, um, I can't, uh, I wouldn't have my journey without her name being in there. So, uh, honor to be able to mention her. And Malaya Hosaka, who was my tag team partner uh, many, many years ago, um, she, uh, is a very important role in professional wrestling now and uh, such an honor to work alongside her. Um, so there's there's a lot of people uh, talking about people that's no longer with us. Sherry Martell was uh, a wow. very sweet girl. She was so sweet. I never uh, had the opportunity to wrestle her. I was uh, She was in a match, involved in a match. I believe she was the manager uh, I don't believe she was in there. I can't remember. It was, it was like a six-way tag or an eight-way tag. But um, super sweet. Sherry was one of a kind and one in a million. Um, Candy Devine, another uh, sweet girl that, um, you know, was alongside me in a lot of ventures in the wrestling. So there's there's a lot of them. But I tell you right now, my uh, my biggest thing is the, is the women of wrestling and uh, promoting them and not only being honored by being their coach, but trying to pass along some wisdom uh, to the younger generation. Um, so we have such a great opportunity, and I'm real happy that we're uh, able to be viewed on Access Station right now. Uh, that's such an honor uh, to get out there on Saturday nights. I know it's a great time slot. I think it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast and uh, like 5 yeah. o'clock on the West Coast. But uh, if, you, if you haven't been able to tune in on our show, um, I'd love to hear responses because we try to keep it old school, but we try to put some new school in there. It is all women's shows, so we have to be creative about it. But uh, 
it's it's sure something that I'm proud of, and uh, it's something that I hope will carry on, and and uh, a lot of people will tune in and enjoy it, and uh, and go further uh, go further on this. No, no doubt, no doubt, and I know uh, Joe, you've got at least one more question pertaining to some of the girls that Selena has been training, and then obviously you know bringing in kind of like the five-star recruit recently here, uh, Tessa Blanchard. I know you've got some questions relating to that, but I had one more question, and it was maybe a little bit more on the personal side. And it was something that I'm very curious about uh, pertaining to you, uh, Selena, and then also obviously going back to your days as Bambi. So because of your persona, the, the, the Southern pride and the Confederate flag and all that kind of stuff, right, like, have you found the need to adjust over the years because of the way that the culture has changed? Because, and this is me speaking just from my own personal beliefs, I think there's a, a, a like a PC culture, right, like a politically correct culture that you can't be proud of being from the South because if not, you're labeled to be this. Or, you know, if you're overly proud about being this, then you're labeled as that. Has that been something that you've struggled with? Because, you know, that, that Southern pride persona hailing from Stone Mountain, Georgia, I think it will immediately kind of lend some people to assume some things about you, which I think are completely unfair. But I know it's probably something that you've thought about or had to deal with. What has that process been like, and have you had to make an adjustment over the years? Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's a little – it brings sadness when we have to talk about it because that is something uh, – when I got into the wrestling business, uh, I think it was around 1986, um, Part of my uh, outfit and persona uh, was the Confederate flag, and uh, much like great look, the fabulous. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great look for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I grew up watching uh, the fabulous Freebirds, who also uh, supported that look, and um, you know, being from the South and loving Leonard Skinner, the band that I grew up listening to, and that was a big. Uh, kind of trademark of their uh, look. Uh, I, I grew up thinking nothing, you know, was wrong with it. Um, didn't think anything about it. Um, but the culture and social um, uh, political correctness and I don't know, just that whole jar of all that has really, uh, it's funny. It's like I think political correctness is to not judge people, but that's exactly what it is about is judging yeah. people because people that, yeah. yeah, you know, and so like, like you yeah. said, somebody that might see a picture of me from the eighties and would just think something totally different. So, uh, it's sad that, uh, um, I feel like, uh, in this day and time that a lot of people rewrite history. Uh, I think that they don't get the clear picture of the meaning of things and the reason why people are passionate about different things. I think that instead of judging people for something that you don't know anything about, that you should get to know the person and find out uh, what it is that that you don't understand about them, try to get to know it and try to understand it. Um, so uh, I, I even went, you know, not, just as recently as back in the day, like 20 years ago, that seems recently to me, but, uh, you know, I wanted to support that same look, and I was told not to, you know, you can't do that, you can't wear that now, you know, you can't look that way. And uh, so it, it's sad that, you know, um, people can get an upper hand on, on what you believe in, but 
Uh, I tell everybody, you know, it's it's not a racist thing or anything like that. It's part of my culture. It was part of me growing up in the 70s. Uh, that's what uh, was my culture. And so to say that I'm not proud of that would be um, not being true to myself. So I think it's yeah, just your family would kick your ass. I'll tell you, your family would probably kick your ass if you weren't proud to be from the South. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's 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 hard. I think today, uh, a lot of labels are put on people without uh, understanding, and uh, it, we should talk about it because I think that's the only way to maybe get the message across is for people to be open and ask questions and answer honestly. Wow. I th- Probably uh, probably not a typical question that you're going to get, uh, Selena, but that's what we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We've had the honor of talking to other legends such as yourself. I mean, we've talked to Tully Blanchard, Paul Orndorff, and we talked to Tracy Smothers, who if you know Tracy, I'm sure you've run into Tracy Smothers <laughs> uh, in, in your path. He's kind of like you, right? He's, he's very much where he's from, and he's very proud of it, and we love that, and that's what it's about. It's about acceptance, okay? It's not just what's popular today and who should be included today. It's about all of us having a voice and making sure that everybody respects where we're from in our heritage. Uh, Jonesy, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you, man, for the final questions of this segment. Absolutely. Um, So my next question, and you had uh, uh, referred to to this question earlier, was uh, you had a huge feud with a – Another wrestler by the name of Thug. Uh, can you tell us about your feud that you had with uh, uh, this uh, uh, other wrestler by the name of Thug? It was epic. Epic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably one of the longest ra- uh, ranging uh, feuds out there, uh, especially from females probably. Um, I know when I was a kid there was Tommy Rich versus the Sawyer, and it went on forever. And uh, but um, so when I first uh, met Peggy Lee, uh, who was Thug, uh, I, I met her for David McLean's uh, all women's group. It was a group out of Chicago. It was right after he did the Glow, and uh, I uh, was awarded a trophy, and Peggy Lee uh, took the trophy and smashed it over my head. And the feud began, and we wrestled each other uh, from New York City, Madison Square Gardens, to Miami, through Texas, out to California, and back across the Midwest. And we wrestled everywhere. We've gone overseas and wrestled each other in Japan and Europe. Um, All I can say is that there's some feuds that never die and last forever, and uh, I hope the people were... uh, entertained uh and uh loved it as much as i loved it and uh that's about it on that (laughs) (laughs) this by the way guys this was like the female version of undertaker versus mankind i'm just telling you guys right now (laughs) you guys look that up just look up bambi versus thug and you guys will see everything or trust me look it up jonesy what's your final question tonight man and and my my final question is is I know that that you 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 said that you have hung up your your wrestling boots, but is there an itch for Selena Majors to get into the wrestling ring just one more time? Mm, oh, there's question. always that itch. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be a human and be a professional wrestler 
uh, to tell you any differently. Um, unfortunately, I wear so many hats here at WOW that I barely can do the jobs that I have, much less being able to prepare for a match. And I am 53 years old. I tell a lot of people I'm very proud of my age. Um, so, you know, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it in the next few years or I probably will close that window. But, of course, uh, I love it when I'm there at the matches uh, and I'm peeping out the door and running all over the place at the live event. Uh, I feel like a kid out in the audience again. And so would it be great to get back in there one last time? You know it would. Uh, will it happen? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Ooh, good question, Joe. Great, great <laughs> question. And I'm going to be a little selfish here, and hopefully the, the fine folks, uh, Joanna and Aaron over there, don't get mad at us. <laughs> they're, they're good people over that. Wow. But i got to sneak in one more question. So, Selena, i got to ask you. So you brought in the top five, I said the five-star recruit, uh, in Tessa Blanchard, did she change the culture of your guys' locker room to any extent? Because a lot of people would contend that she is the best women's wrestler on the planet um, right there alongside Charlotte Flair. Um, I'm curious, how, how was that when she came on board with you guys? Was there a shift there? Did the intensity of the locker room go up a little bit, or was it business as usual? Well, uh, we're always professional at WOW, and uh, I'll tell you, one of the things about Tessa, and I don't know a lot of people, they may know this because the more and more people get to know about her, the more that the story is out, but she was trained by a guy named George South uh, down in South Carolina, and uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, around the Charlotte area, I think, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've known George for a long time. He... uh, he was on a lot of shows with me throughout my years. He ran a lot of shows and booked me on the shows. I think he booked a few of the Peggy Lee and Bambi uh, feuds a few times. But uh, I knew him, and uh, I know him, and he, he had given me a call, and he told me he was training Tessa. And uh, this was when she first started out. And we watched, and we uh, kept an eye on her, and, you know, we felt like it was the right time to bring her in, and we brought her in, and she is phenomenal. She has an athletic ability that matches uh, very few people in in women's wrestling today. And uh, so uh, I feel very honored that we were able to uh, bring her to WOW. And there's some great matches uh, that she has in store for everybody that's tuning in uh, to watch our show and access. Uh, we put her up against some of the very best that we can find. Um, and so... We just had Serpentine yeah, on the show in the first hour. So, yeah, that was a great match. That was a tremendous Jordan match. Jordan. And uh, she, she, you'll see more. I'm not sure. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag because I don't know what everyone's <laughs> saying. And I'm not up to date on it. But I will say that there's matches that you've seen that's terrific, and there's some that you had not seen yet that's probably even better. So I'm so thankful and so blessed that we have Tessa Blanchard. She is one of the very best. I think her – in-ring ability, uh, I'd put it up against anybody, Charlotte Fair, Becky Lynch, any of them. Uh, she is going to be, uh, we, her name tag here in WOW is uh, the Born Legend. And I really believe that she will make her mark in professional wrestling and that her name will go down in history as always being one of the very best. So uh, we're lucky to have her. So thank you. And I'll tell you what, to me, that sounds like 
Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, that sounds like to me like your answer is yes. Tessa did take the level of competition to a, another level. And another match that I can personally speak to is her match against Santana Garrett, who is now over at NXT. Uh, Santana was your guys' longtime reigning champion. She was absolutely fantastic. That feud, uh, when Tessa showed up, I don't know if you played any part in writing that, but that was so cool. I, I remember when Tessa came out, and he was just so good, and David was in the ring, and he's like, whoa, 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 you got to earn your shot around here. Those are the kind of memories that you guys are making. And, and again, every week on Access TV, you guys are making history once again. Uh, just like yourself, I know you, you put her in the category as one of the best of all time. I think Selena Majors and Bambi needs to also be put within that same classification. If you don't know, do your research, Wrestle Talk family. If you do it, I guarantee you'll feel the exact same way. Uh, that said, I know that you're a little trepidatious and apprehensive about stepping back in the ring, Selena, but I know that the competitive nature of somebody like yourself cannot be denied. So before we close out this interview completely, would you be willing to join us for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast? Game Show Challenge. Oh, I don't know. What is that? <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. Well, well our host, uh, Nightmare Jones, will, will explain the rules. Nightmare Jones, uh, go ahead and hit the music. Give us the rules, and let's go ahead and uh, let's get this match started, baby. So welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the Night Renee Martinez and the head trainer of Women of Wrestling, Selena Majors. In a few moments, I'm just going to ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Tonight's podcast uh, category challenge is titled Happy Birthday to Her. I will give you background information to three female wrestlers who have birthdays in the month of September. When you think you know who I'm talking about, just shout out your answers. So I'll give you a couple clues, and you just shout out your answers. Uh, just for fun, here is is one uh, question. Uh, this wrestler... Celebrates her birthday on September 29th. She has held the Dream Wave Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla Tag Team Championships with Joey Ryan as the world's cutest tag team. She is the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship and is the wife of Johnny Gorgano. Oh. Um. I know you're thinking it's not Kylie Ray. I know, I, know, I can wife. see your face, but I can't say it. I what don't, is her name? Her name. <laughs> She's oh, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. You're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Candace. So that was uh, that was a sample, right? That was just a test question. That was just the the sample. Okay. So, Selena, are you ready? I'm ready. 